Hello, my friends, uh, those far and wide and those in a much closer vicinity. Hello, Nigel. G'day, Tim. How are you, mate? I am excellent. Well, that's good to hear. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, is everyone else excellent? I am not sure. There is a little bit of panic around the world for good reason, by yep. the way. But want to talk specifically today about leadership and the role that we need to play during crisis. And crisis being, um, I guess, what we think might happen in situations. So future planning, crisis that's created by the unknown and crisis in terms of when you're in the state of panic and how we need to behave in order to get the best out of ourselves as leaders because it's a tough time for a lot of people. Uncertainty is very nerve-wracking and for most people, most sane people, uncertainty creates some level of anxiety but because we know that our listeners are high performance people always looking to get the best out of themselves well it might not necessarily be the people listening to this because most of this uncertainty should be ringing the alarm bells of opportunity and that's not in the way of taking advantage of people it is what do i need to do personally to find the opportunity in this situation and where do I need to position my business in order to find the opportunity coming out the other side? Now, for many of you, you'd be in survival mode right now, which is batten down the hatches first. Where do I stem bleeding or potential bleeding first of all? And that's tough because even with the uncertainty, having to do things right now to make sure that you're protected for what might be uncommon eventualities. So, I want to address that a little bit because it is very tough, particularly if you've been in business for a lot of years. If you're new to business as well, this might be something that um, is very unexpected and most likely you're thinking, oh, just my luck, the worst time. There's always a worst time. This is this is something that's unexpected and throwing you know f- huge curveballs for all of us. But this is basically why we have leaders in businesses is to – find or to come across situations and be able to give our company and our people direction to navigate it to safer waters. And that's fine, that's well and good and that's all a little bit boring because that's your job. What we have to work out is how do you personally survive this from a mindset point of view? How do you start putting on some armour that protects you from the amount of uncertainty that is there? And we're not just We're not looking at it and going, just pretend there's no uncertainty because there's a hell of a lot of uncertainty. But what are you doing as an individual to make sure that you're the one that can pull your company to where it needs to go through this time? Because particularly during these times in my experience, you you see why you are the leader and why you have to take that position because you've got brilliant people around you but not everyone's great in crisis mm-hmm. and they're not built that way and on some level if you're if you own the company you're probably got a skill set or an, a skill set that you haven't uncovered yet that means that you you stand up during crisis or you wouldn't want to run a company that's that's basically it so when something happens there are two type of or three types of people there are people that run away there are people that are that stand still and there are people that run towards it. And you've got to work out as a leader who you are. 
and I, and I hazard a guess that you're not one that runs away because you just wouldn't want to run a business or do things like that. And if you are someone who is generally flight, you want to probably ask yourself, am I the right person to be leading a company? Because it's, let's be honest, it's not, it's not a game where um, certainty is one of the top 100 things you get as a business owner. Certainty is basically, well, non-existent. The idea of being a business owner is every day you wake up with uncertainty. You have new problems and when you solve those problems, you find new problems to solve because that's growth. So we've bought into a business of uncertainty. That's our life now and you've got to fall in love with having a life of uncertainty. It's taken me many years to actually um, come to peace with that. I think for many years I was looking for it to get easier. And now I just realized it never gets easier because I realized every time it started to get easier, we just played a bigger game. <laughs> so, so when you're actively trying to make life harder for yourself, you need to reposition it. And it's, it's the same as times like these. And it's coming to terms with being at peace with fires burning and being able to stand there and allow some fires to burn and address the fires that you need to. If you try and put out all the fires, you will go mad. And in fact, some fires actually shouldn't be put out, which is a really big thing. I mean, we did this in the past, Nigel, where it's, um, you know, particularly when we're new to business and we're trying to do everything right and we're really inexperienced, we were always trying to fix every problem. Yeah. And some problems, they actually need to fix themselves. Or they create a real problem which is then worthy of my time to address. But right now there's a lot of fires burning for a lot of people and the fires are uncertainty. Is that going to be a problem or is it not really going to be a problem? Is that a bigger fire than I give it credit for or is it just a little fire that probably stay the same size whether I give it attention or don't give it attention? And when you've got humans interacting like they are at the moment that there, you, you just see panic set in and the issue we've got to work out is, well, what's your, what's your job right now? So as a leader, where are you helping the situation and where are you showing leadership right now? And this is a really challenging one and I think for me you need to start changing some of your behaviours because you need to come to grips with something. In the next one week two weeks, one month, five months, six months, two years, things may not change at all. And optimists get murdered in times like this, absolutely murdered. What do I mean by optimists is people who have got their focus in the future. If I can just get to next week or next month, things will be different. Next year things will be different. If I can just get that person to buy this, we'll be right for this. You can't be an optimist in terms of future pacing yourself and your business to try and mask what's happening right now. Leadership right now is what do I have to do today to make sure that we can hold or batten down the hatches, stem the bleeding if there is any, make sure that we've got a foundation to then look at what we can do in the future, not to deny what's happening and just wait for it to ride out. That's not the game we're in. Your game is to be present as a leader. You can, you can get your people 
working for you to look at the future and what we need to do. I'm not saying put your head in the sand and not look at we might have to restructure a whole way we do business. We might have to change our distribution. You know, I've seen a lot of people having to go to communication online to run staff remotely, all these sort of things that have happened. But your job as a leader right now is to be present and make sure that right now that we batten down the hatches to make sure things are okay for us to then look forward. If you start looking backwards, that's very counterintuitive during crisis. How did we get here? Why Why have we got time to think about that right now? It doesn't matter. No, no. It, we are where we are and you need to now go into wartime. And wartime means being brutal around decisions to make sure that we survive today and flourish tomorrow. A lot of smaller businesses particularly are just hoping things will happen and change and then we'll be okay. So they're externally allowing things to be the solution. So what what eventually happens is you feel disempowered because you're waiting for the economy or the government or an industry to change. You're waiting for supply to open up from another country and you're waiting. And what do you do when you're waiting? You're just sitting there in a, in a reactionary position the whole time and it's really difficult to cope as a human when you're out of control. You have to take back the control. It's not that – listen, I know there's people out there right now going, Tim, you are so full of it. There's nothing I can do in my business then if there's nothing you can do, that's brilliant. You must have a shitload of time. Go do something else while you wait for everything to come good. Build a whole new department. Build a whole new product. Build a new offering. Change what it is. Find 50 different ways to generate income. Go and find other opportunities that you've never had before in your business. Go have conversations. Even this time you might have to do that over Skype or something like that. But if you're waiting for things to change, that means you're waiting so that means you've got time. So use your time to start reinventing. Happened the same thing with the GFC. People who survived the GFC and flourished in the GFC because they accepted what was happening and made moves. The people who struggled during the GFC waited for it to get better and by the time they realized, you know what, it might not get better in the time I need, they were already gone. It was a slow death and this is the thing around Christ. I don't want to be the bearer of brand news. This is more be uplifting. Take back full control of being a leader. This is our role as leaders is in times like this we need to step up and do things that others wouldn't because others get paralyzed by the uncertainty. Being paralyzed by the uncertainty is basically looking backwards. You can't freeze. You can't freeze. And that's the challenge we have is how are you going to get up every day, confront your business, confront your people, confront your clients, confront your suppliers, especially when everyone else is panicking and how do you keep them calm and make sure that they know that you've got this or that you can still service them or you can still help them, whatever it is. How are you communicating? And I like to call it, you know, I have a little ritual every morning during these type of periods but frankly do it most mornings is do a mirror routine. Every day your first meeting is with yourself in the mirror and you have that conversation about how you're going to be today. What is it that you're going to do to make sure that you drag your best self into work and into the situations? 
and it's not easy. But when do you do things like that? And you must every morning when things are of high anxiety, start setting your mind from before you get in of this is how I'm going to perform today as a leader. Things are going to be difficult. There's going to be crisis. But you were ready and born for this moment. This is why you're here. If you don't do that, you're going to come in and you just don't have the footing ready to take on the things that are coming from every direction. So what state are you turning up every day? It's a really big one. The second one is taking full responsibility for everyone and everything in your company. Who are you going to pull up to make them perform better in times of crisis? Who can you help? And that's actually a responsibility of the leader because you're the one leading the company. Not everyone else bought in for this. They didn't buy in to feel this level of stress and anxiety. Yes, they have to deal with it because we all do as humans. But you've got to remember a lot of your employees, they've got their own stresses and anxiety. They might have particularly now. You know, we've got this um, COVID-19 thing happening. You've got schools that are closing. So now they've got to deal with how am I going to look after my kids? How do I still keep my job going if I've got to look after my kids and something else? I've got, I go down to the supermarket and there's no food. In Australia, you've seen, with, you know, there's no toilet paper out of all the things in the world. That's the thing <laughs> Aussies have gone with. But, you know, there is no food on shelves. There's people starting to store and hoard different types of food because they're in panic. You can't blame people. They're going back to survival mode. That's just natural. But as a leader, you don't have that choice. Your choice is to how do I make people perform better at this time? How do I make them calmer? How do I make sure there's reassurance? How do I offer them some flexibility, support, even in an ear where they can talk, where they can't talk to others? You know, what can you do to help people be, be and behave stronger in these period, periods of time? It's, it's essential because if you lose your people or you lose your client's confidence, it's going to be harder for you anyway. And these are the things that most SMEs don't consider they think, i just got to get through today. Yes, you have to get through but you have to make a decision on how you're going to get through as part of your plan. I'm going to get through today because we're a good business. I'm a strong person and we just need to take one step and then another step and then another step and we're going to allow the world to do its thing and we're going to absorb information coming in and we're going to make rational, smart decisions to make sure we're positioned as best as we can be we're not going to focus on what happens if because as soon as you start asking what happens if we don't have any more clients well you close down that's what happens so is there any reason to spend time thinking about that what happens if you know our staff have to go home for a month well you need to find a way to remotely work or you're gonna have to work out a way of knowing What's the next thing for my business? And you're going to have to make a decision. What can I do if my staff go home for a month? So half the time as a leader is reframing questions from your brain that are trying to protect you. So your brain's trying to look for ways to protect you but you need to reframe it in how do I find the opportunity in this? So with my staff home for a month, where could we find opportunities in where they can spend their time or how we could potentially find new business or a new way of operating. That's an opportunity. If you go, if you always ask how we're going to survive, 
you're always in survival mode and survival mode is tough. You have to find a way to look forward but not lose the idea of being completely present for what has to happen because we're very early on in this and we don't know if this is a week, two weeks, six months, 12 months, two years, which is possible. So the question then becomes as a leader, where are you spending your mental time? And the the little equation is simply this, 10% on problem, 90% on solution. Simple as that. That's all you get to allocate to the problem is 10%. The next 90% is how do I reframe this to find the opportunity? Because if you don't, you're going to spend so much time defining a problem that is bloody obvious. The problem is our clients are going out of business and we need to replace that revenue or we're going to go out of business. Great. Let's find the solution then. Our problem is the phones have gone quiet. Great. What do we need to do to change that? Problem is none of our staff can come into work for a month. Great. What do we need to do to make sure we can take advantage of this? There are so many things that we have to do that are going to come up towards us every single day that we have to reframe straight away or we're going to go nuts. And that's the problem. That's really the problem. Nigel, I mean, you've seen the panic. It's difficult. It is and I think um, there's a I, – I wish I could remember who said it but there's a saying uh, a person is intelligent but people as a group uh, are dumb instinctual animals. And But that the thing is they will follow the leader and I think that's where from my personal opinion that's where the opportunity lies. In these kind of times of crisis people are looking to be led and if you can be not – and in any form a leader and be a voice of calm and show even if they're just small steps, there's where the opportunity lies personally to actually contribute to the good rather than the panic. Absolutely and, and you know it's the mob mentality like <laughs> a history of mob mentality from the human species is not good. <laughs> like it is not good at all and you got to understand that there is a level of survival and, and you know, we catch ourselves doing this, which is you see that, wow, there's not enough, there's not much food, not enough I should say, but not much food in the supermarket so you naturally buy an extra one of this or you buy an extra one of that and suddenly you don't need that bigger proportion of people just changing their behaviours that then creates a hell of a lot of food. So if you can imagine that people walk in there to the supermarket and buy some meat and instead every person just buys double. Yeah. Well, the volume of people... You've just halved the amount that the supermarket's normally ready to have food. So every half the people have missed out and that's just one person buying extra, let alone if they buy three or four or five, it starts to create this ongoing panic. So people start, you know, hoarding things and, and doing all this. But it's the same with business which is when the clients start feeling nervous, you're going to start projecting that nervous energy onto your other clients or, you know, it, it's, it's a snowball effect, effect that you must stop. You must be the one that people feel calm around. You must be the person that's got direction. And that is tough because that's leadership and as I said, that's why you get paid the big bucks. That's your job. Um, practically in an environment now with your business, leadership is also gathering the information that's crucial. So 
What information do you need as a leader to make sure you're making the best decisions? So in a, in a smaller business, do you know where you're currently at? What do you need to survive each month? What is your break-even point? What is the revenue? What is the amount of revenue or income that could change that would make you run out of cash? What are the strategies that you could use to slow down the cash burn rate? How much money have you got to survive and how long would it take? What's the minimum you could earn personally to make sure your business keeps going? Because these are all the little things that if you have an idea beforehand, you can start making better decisions. Most people who struggle during these times is because every single thing is reactionary. It's, this has happened, what does that mean? Oh, I don't know, I don't know, just guess I'll do that or that everything's still on guessing. And you just can't do that as a high performance leader in this time. You must gather the information that's critical and you must block out the information that's just noise. It's getting straight to the point of this is what I need to do and this is what I need to know. As soon as I have that information, I am now well equipped to make better decisions. That's leadership. It's demanding the information you need to make better decisions. If you can't get that, then you have to kick down the doors of whoever you need to make sure you can get it because it, in a heightened economic environment, we might not have the lead times that we have in other times where we can slowly gather things. It's, everything becomes amplified and bad decisions are amplified. So don't be worried about making wrong decisions but things that can be avoided in terms of making decisions with limited information, that's where leadership is and that's where you should be focused on. So what, what do you do if you're numb by all of this? What do you do if you've got in your brain now, what if I lose my company? What if I lose everything I've been working for? What if I lose all my clients? How do I start again? You've got to remember a lot of people are feeling exactly the same way. And as someone who's chosen this line of work, you do need to snap back out of it and say, well, wait a minute. Why do I have the right to ask questions that don't serve me right now? This is where you have to be extremely selfish from your ego and emotional state. Where are you allowing thoughts, ideas and concepts to slip into your brain that don't serve you? Where are you allowing fear of a potential outcome drive or not drive decisions where are you allowing emotional attachments to stop you making decisions that you need to make because in times like this sometimes you have to make decisions that emotionally will be very very difficult there might be someone you need to let go there might be a way of doing business it might be talking to a supplier that you've had a long relationship with and saying i need to extend my payment terms and that, that has a whole lot of things going for it because they're also struggling as well. And when you're asking people that you know are also in a similar situation to you, that can be very emotionally draining. It starts to play on your brain. 
But you've got to remember that the fact that you're finding it emotionally draining means that you haven't made the detachment that this is a business and my job is to lead the business. My job is to make decisions that get this business into a position to not only survive but to come out the other end and flourish. And it's difficult. It is really, really difficult if you don't detach emotionally from what needs to happen. And you need to think about that because emotion can't dictate right now what has to happen if you're a business that needs to make decisions quickly. Sometimes you do make the wrong decision but it's the right decision for that moment in time and that's just okay. That's your job. It's really difficult. You know, you've seen all the stories in wartime which is in, in reflection, why did they send that battalion in? They were slaughtered and it's horrible and it's the wrong decision in hindsight. But at the time there was a strategy there because of whatever reason, whatever strategy, whatever tactics and it's horrible because it's wartime. We're talking about people's lives. But right now in business, a lot of people listening to this will be in survival mode and not even sure that they are in survival mode. By the time they realize that they're trying to fight for survival, it can be too late. That's why you have to now detach from what you feel is happening to what do I need to do to most protect my business right now and look for the opportunity that these type of situations will afford to me. Because if you don't, it's, you, you're neglecting your role and the job you signed up for. You signed up for this, now do the bloody job. I don't want to be solemn, I don't want to be distressing for people but I want to discuss that level of responsibility you need to have during times where the world is in crisis and if you're someone who can find a way to elevate their thinking, to elevate their emotional state to be productive, to look for the opportunity, to want the fight, want to find a way to win, want to find a way to change, want to make sure that you, your company and your people are the ones that come out of this best, then you're someone who should be leading a company. If you're still deciding, is it worth it? Should I do this? Uh, maybe I'll leave that tomorrow. Is that the sort of person you'd be wanting to follow into battle? And it's not that you're not a good leader. It means that you have to make that decision to want to lead. And it's a real decision because as soon as you make that decision, it means you've cut off the idea that you're not going to survive this. And then it becomes that whatever it takes, I'm going to get there. It's, it comes back to that um, statement of before. What if can be a very devastating word, but it can also reframe the right way, be the most powerful as well. So if you're doing the what if this happens or that happens and the bad, what if you just reframed it to what if I knew how to solve this? What would I do? Yeah, well, what if this was your opportunity of a lifetime and you missed it? Because you spent so much time wondering if you'll survive. For some people, this will be the changing moment in their business life that catapults them to a level that they wouldn't have achieved before. And it's hard to believe because when we're sitting there and looking at doom, gloom and challenges and uncertainty, it's those that have made a decision going, this is a new opportunity that is going to transform the way we do business. And those are the people that you'd follow into battle.
and you must follow into battle because they're unwavering in where they want to get to go. This will build the muscle for who you are as a leader of tomorrow because stuff like this happens. It does. I mean, yes, this is pretty severe. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of uncertainty globally but that's what leadership is. It's not easy. And it's surprising in times like in crisis, let's just like broaden it out. There's certain times where the most surprising person will come out as a leader within a business. That 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 sense of crisis just brings out something that they may not it may not they may not show on a day to day basis. But as soon as it comes into crisis time, they're the ones that just go, "Well, no, I have to stand up, or this is what has to be done now." Oh, this is a great time to evaluate staff. Absolutely brilliant time to evaluate staff. You you just watch closely at who performs under pressure and who performs in uncertainty because they're your future. Yeah. They're the ones that you go, do you know what? Just take a note. When we're out of this, they're the ones I need to put my energy into because they're the ones you want in a foxhole with you. They're the ones that deal with uncertainty well. Others, it doesn't mean we don't support them and because they're just not built for uncertainty. Mm. And that's okay by the way because a lot of people who are working for you, they've chosen – stability and a, and a job where they're getting paid regularly and they can earn and build a career. So it's not a, um, it's not a weakness around who they are. It's, that's what they've chosen and what they want and the way they want to run their lives and it's all power to it. But if you're looking for the next people who will be able to lead you to the next level, you're looking for other people with leadership traits in that environment and these times are very interesting to watch people's reactions. There are some that come in solution mode there are some that come into panic mode. So look after your people who are panicking and help them become better at ease in a time of instability but note the ones that are proactive because most likely they're the ones that will be your future leaders and it's, you know, it's really great to be able to see that. Yeah, it's gratifying to be able to look around. Like I'm always, whenever there's a crisis of some kind, I always keep a close eye on Alana. Because she is the the wartime consigliere, like that's yep. when she comes into her true kind of power. To use yep. a bad cliche, yep. absolutely. Um, there's some people who are built for challenge, and there are other people who are built for smooth sailing, and both are fine. You just want to make sure you have the right people in the right position when it's um, <laughs> when the weather changes. And at the moment, <laughs> um, the weather has changed, whether you have felt the effect of that or not, but. You have to understand that the weather's changed. There's going to be a lag and then there's going to be some challenges and we don't know the severity. But if we deal with it being major severity and then it's not that, then good luck to us. But it's something that we don't want to take lightly or allow it to, um, particularly something that's changing so quickly and there's so much misinformation. We need to make sure that we do everything we can to prepare regardless of whether we, whether we ever need the um, effects of that preparation in the future. And that's, that's running a good company because also the, the byproduct of that is when people and clients and staff and suppliers see and understand the way you prepare, they actually feel more comfortable in working with you because they know you're prepared. And it's you know, some of the advice we've been giving to our clients now is communicate with your stakeholders what you're currently doing and why so they can feel comfortable in what um, what you're doing and that you know what you're doing. It's really important. Most people go into their shells and the great companies go out and say, 
let me help you understand what we're doing so I can also help with the way we work together. Yeah. This is a time to be seen doing, not just doing. Yeah. This is a time to both be doing. Oh, no, yeah. 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 yeah, to be doing it but you also want to make sure that that communication element of what you're doing cause is, is a part of it So because we come back to people want to be led at these times. Oh, absolutely. And, and by be seen doing is, you know, we just woke up today and, you know, it's a Monday morning and there's 20 emails from different people saying this is how we're dealing with um, uh, the coronas. And you, you look at it and go, great. Now, you're not going to read through everyone's. But it's just interesting, um, and I guess particularly because we're dealing with people that we trust, that you can see that they all see the world the same way. They're professional. This is what I need to do to educate. Great. That's really helpful. But in terms of your role as a leader, it is really taking the reins now and helping people through times of uh, challenge and anxiety because without that, what is your real role then? What's the point of you being in that company? So if you can't step up now, why, what have you been doing? And I get it. A lot of people are saying, but I'm the business owner and I'm just doing this and I'm doing that. But no, no, no. You're being paid to lead when others can't and this is one of those times because it's unusual that you need to take the reins and make sure that the leadership is felt through every aspect of, the, of your company and also the people you work with external to your company and basically every stakeholder if you do that, regardless of what happens in the future, you're a better chance of navigating this with a lot more certainty. And if people like you and the business leaders take that stance, then people like me who are the soldiers within a company, it gives them the ability to lead also because I don't think it's just on the business leader. It's on the leaders in the business. Absolutely. It's that... It's the stability um, created by the leader that allows others who may not have that experience or didn't sign up for that role to have a better footing to be able to then have a confidence to still do what they need to do to get through this. And you do. You look around at who's standing front and centre and who's missing. It's really simple because these are really, you know, they're different times and you see the ones that are just not there. It's just that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those of you just who's listening to this and might be struggling and might not have the support, we've put a whole bunch of things on our um, different social media channels including our website just with some of the advisory um, tactics and strategies and um, I think there's a few checklists and things to think about out there. So if you're finding it difficult, um, obviously reach out but have a look at those those channels and we'll um, hopefully there's information there because the old saying holds true, um, it's lonely at the top. And it's particularly lonely when there's a lot of things happening like a mini crisis that we're having. Um, You may find it is very, very lonely. Making decisions and thinking about things can be tough. So make sure you reach out. Have a look at some of the um, advice that we've given on our websites and our other social media platforms because once we get through this stage, there's going to be a hell of a lot of opportunities for good companies and you want to be positioned as one of those and also if you can build the leadership muscle that you'll learn during these types of periods, you'll be a hell of a lot better positioned for the future because uh, strong leadership will make the company and the reality is is you see great companies that 
transition a leader and they end up being poor companies and you see poor companies that put in a great leader and they end up being great companies. So at the end of the day, this is an opportunity to step up and for someone who wants to be successful in business and wants to own a business and wants to run a business, well, this is what we get paid for. So great, it's your time to shine. (laughs) Best of luck with it and reach out if you need a hand. Nigel, great to have a chat. You too, man. Hopefully next week it's um, all sunshine and lollipops. But we won't <laughs> in my head as well. We won't worry about that. Then <laughs> we'll stay present and um, get through today. Beautiful, mate. See you, mate. Bye.